Welcome to the Eat Sleep Chelsea Repeat pod. On today's pod, we look back at a long overdue away victory as we beat Leicester 3-1 at the King Power. We measure the heat with our mental thermometers in our regular temperature checks. We run it back in our Chelsea nostalgia section and we look ahead to the visit of Everton to Stamford Bridge on Saturday. I'm Chris and as always I'm joined by my brother Craig and our good friend Brady. How's it going boys? You miss me? <laughs> no comment. No, we did miss you, really. The, the pod uh, last week felt empty without you, mate. We, yeah, mate. We needed you back. That's yeah, we, we felt uh, hollow without you, mate. But yeah, I don't know, Chris. I know you've been away in Barca uh, working and, uh, you know, drinking Estrella like Cucurea. But I mean, you missed a bit of a week, mate. It's been quite a big week for Chelsea Football Club. So I hope you've been <laughs> keeping some t- some tabs of it. We're, we're turning have around, you, mate. Have you, just... consider, have you considered, Chris, that you might be a bit of a bad luck charm? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I was thinking this. It seems all gone well since it went Any away. Any chance you can go to Valencia for a few weeks to the end of the season or something? <laughs> if you're paying, mate, you were paying stuff like <laughs> that. Let's, let's see how the pog's getting on, but yeah. <laughs> Maybe for the next Champions League knockout stage, we'll send you off somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we've got that to look forward to too, don't we? Um, yeah. Let's let's start with uh, an away win. It's it's our first away win since the, the middle of October. Um, so it feels good. Our, our away record at uh, Leicester has been quite spotty, actually. We, we only we won last year, um, but we hadn't actually won in the three seasons previous to that at Leicester. So it feels good to win away at Leicester. How do you see it, Greg? Well, a bit like our last away win against Aston Villa, we got heavily outscored in, in XG. Uh, and But I would say that in this game, it didn't really reflect the dominance and the way we played especially in the second half in the game I would say that Leicester looked lively and the chances they did create tended to be good chances but I thought we played quite well in the game considering all things considered and I think that is a general consensus as well amongst the fan base was that's the third time in a week now that we've played played pretty well and no coincidence that's the third time in a week that we've played 3-4-3 after having to endure six, seven weeks of a four-two-three-one that was looking very, very ineffective. So, yeah, absolutely buzzing. I've got a glass of wine here, ready to enjoy chatting about three Chelsea wins in a row. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was quite. A, you know, obviously possession-wise, you know, fifty-one percent to forty-nine percent. Uh, Leicester actually had you know seventeen shots in the game, seven on target. So, it was quite a. Quite an even game in some respects. It was quite an energetic game. Uh, how do you see it, Brady? Yeah, I mean, the main thing that three four three has done is we look energized. I don't know. This team is. I don't know. They flipped the switch. They just turned on this team. I mean, everyone's just at it. And uh, I mean, we scored six goals in three games. I mean, two weeks ago, that was absolute dreamland. It took us twelve games to score uh, six goals before that. So. To score three, to, I mean, I'm still dizzy from three open play goals in a game, to be honest. I mean, I couldn't believe it. So, uh, no, I mean, it's, it's great that the uh, tyres turn in, hopefully. A lot of good performances. I mean, uh, boarding hot warming up is going to be really hard later. Just we just we And we also just dug it out. I mean, it was a game that was a bit of a basketball game at times, especially in the second half, like up and down. Leicester missed some sitters. I mean, Leicester were actually quite unlucky to only have one goal, I think. But we could have had, you know, four or five and they could have had three. With Leicester, their games are often crazy. They're often in these kind of open games. But uh, yeah, happy. And we just dug it out, just dug it out and took our chances. And that that kind of saw us home, really. Not just uh, open play goals, I would say. Absolutely fantastic goals. Yeah, yeah. We we also scored 
other goals in the game that were ruled out that were also fantastic. The, yeah. the Jao Felix goal that was ruled out with the Loftus cheek, and he was borderline offside. That was a fantastic goal. Really, really yeah. was. It's such a shame that that was ruled out. That's one thing we'll talk about offsides. We're actually winning 10 0 in offside in our last two games. So, uh, might need to get uh, back at Cobbin and learning on the onside because the uh, Werner offside, uh, you know, curse it didn't seem to have like filtered his way into this team. We have a lot well, of. Well, how about how the record, didn't he, Chris? For the yeah, offside? he leads the he leads the league in offsides, and uh, but I I actually don't think he wasn't caught offside in this well, game. He's playing so. now. He's playing slightly deeper now, isn't he? So I think he he's letting the other guys get forward a bit more, and Felix was end up being offside and Mudrick in this game a few times. So maybe maybe that's why he didn't celebrate the goal that well. He's yeah, I mean, destined to be offside. He, he, tricked, <laughs> he tricked us all. I thought it was. Like, I mean, I didn't celebrate it. I was like, he must be offside. No reaction. It was just, oh, it's a goal. Great. Brilliant. <laughs> so I so just didn't seem to. Uh, the the uh, celebration was a bit bizarre at times. Kai's a bit of a weird guy, but uh, yeah, fantastic goal. I mean, Enzo just like bringing out the Fabregas vibes there. Just unbelievable start to his Chelsea career. I mean, we spent a hundred million on him, and it's looking like a bargain. To be honest, he looks unbelievable, and he's so young and so much potential. So yeah, ecstatic about him. We saw the return of Michaelo Mudrik to the starting lineup. I know you guys were saying last week, coming off the bench, he wouldn't be starting. What do you think? He got 81 minutes. Uh, he got an assist at the end. He managed to get a shot off too. He was unlucky to be uh, chalked offside for a, a, a good goal as well. I mean, it was a really good finish. I, I think uh, that the, re- the reason he did start was the injuries, right? Mason wasn't fit or well it's been actually leaked that potentially he wasn't he was fit but you know as far as we knew he wasn't fit enough to start Raheem Sterling got injured as well um so I I think that's why Mudrick started I don't think that was really by design I think as well I think the only other player he could have played there was probably Pulisic right exactly and he's just come back from a a very long-term injury I mean, Chris, I want to give you a bit of props. I mean, Mudrick was actually playing pretty much a false nine the first half, and you've said that we should use him centrally, so I've yeah. got, got to give you props for that. I mean, he didn't look great in a false nine. He looked better on the left, but... Um... Yeah, when we went to the 4-2-3-1 in the last 20 minutes of the game, he, 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 turned, on the, he turned on the Jets, didn't he? He, he yeah. suddenly became electric, so... I mean, you say, Craig, that when teams get tired um, and he can get in behind them, that's when he can be electric, but uh, there's a lot to like about him. He's very raw... I mean, I, mean, got, I think you understand it. I think he's only. I think he's played less than fifty senior league games in his whole career, or something like that. He's got. He's like very, very inexperienced. Yeah. For, um, and obviously, outrageously inexperienced in like a you know a top four league. But had about five appearances for us so far. So might take a bit of time to get going, but that the attributes he has are all, are all for all to see, really. Yeah. Yeah, I think key to like successful false nines is having people interchanging into the positions, right? And you need like good goal scorers as well. So. I think Havertz tends to sort of roam around the pitch quite a bit, so you need someone filling in, and he's got all the attributes to be really successful in that role. So hopefully, we see more of him now. I think he's 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 going to be a great player. I don't think there's there's any question about that. It's just just about time um, and getting up to speed with the Prem. I mean, he's on the twenty year contract, so he's got plenty of time. So, so. <laughs> that's it. Um, a little word on Leicester. What do we make of Leicester's season and, and, and how they sort of played in the game? I thought they were really competitive in, in, in the game itself. I created a lot of good chances as well. James Madison really played well yeah. um, for them and really sort of pulls the strings to them, doesn't he? And um, They were very, uh, when I say competitive as well, probably took it too far 
in a few situations that from the first minute they really wanted to get stuck in. Um, well, there was a very spicy atmosphere because of, um, I think there's a lot going around. Stefano, yeah. the forums. Well, Fafana and Chilwell, I think. Yeah. And he saw that Chilwell cupped his ears when he scored. And obviously they're giving him a lot of stick and he probably thinks it's a little bit unjustified. So, um, yeah, it was a very fire atmosphere. And obviously they got their, their player Faz sent off at the end for a second yellow. So um, it was a fiery one. And it was, that's what I, so I mean about gritting it out. I mean, I could see our players a couple of months ago just crumbling in that atmosphere, you know, especially when... When we conceded, you know, just before half time, obviously we ended up scoring before half time, but it was, it was, you're like, oh, like we should have been two for it. You could, you could see us wilting after that, but obviously we got the goal straight away and we responded really well when we gritted out the second half. And uh, I mean, they had that Dewsbury Hall chance, which was like an open goal, right? So if he scores that and it's 2 2, maybe it's a different game, but we missed a lot of chances as well. And uh, yeah, yeah. Well, we spoke, you spoke last week about. Riding our, you know, bit of luck going our way, and I think we're yeah. definitely yeah, experiencing a bit of luck in these games. It's good because we've been very unlucky throughout this season, generally. So um, it's nice to see people missing chances and not every shot going in. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's it's something I think we we deserve. What what do we think of? Um, obviously, um, Kukurea came in. I think people thought Badia Shiel was gonna was going to play on the left centre-back. I thought Kukurea was looking really, really good again um, in the team. What do we think of his sort of resurgence? I thought Kukurea was brilliant again. Yeah, he he really, really has shown this ability to to press and be on, on that player from that left centre-back spot so well. And it also means that we can defend in a four if we want to. And it's exactly what... We did at points in this game, and also we switched to a four-two-three-one for the last twenty minutes as well. And that requires barely nothing to be done, you know, to the to the setup of the team. So he gives us great flexibility. It's great to see as well, you know, because he endured such a tough start to his time at Chelsea with his issues that he had with his home life, and also being ill and being in hospital and getting booed off, which I thought, you know, I didn't agree with as well. Um, to see him come back and perform at this level now for a couple of games in a row, especially just to be chucked back in as well. He got chucked back in in a, in a Champions League tie, and you know he he really really stepped up, and I, I love to see it because I do think he's a really passionate player as well, and I think that he when he feels the love, he'll play better. So uh, yeah, it's, it's great. Six tackles, uh, which is the most by a country mile from um, from any of our players for for Kukurea on. On Saturday, in two interceptions, so he was he was he's everywhere. Yeah, yeah I, think, I, think, I think it was actually six or seven tackles, and that was the highest of that of any player in a Premiership at that time. So yeah, it was an unbelievable, yeah, really good effort. Okay, well, uh, let's move on. Let's let's talk about the players. Let's uh, let's take the time to uh, take some temperatures based on. Well, I was going to say the play- who was it? The formation was in the. It was boiling hot last week. Yeah. I think it's still boiling hot, isn't it? Yeah, it's going well. Yeah, yeah. four two three um, one's firmly in the freezer, so uh, <laughs> not going uh, out anytime soon. Craig, what have you got? Who's uh, who's in your sections this week? I, I've got a freezer section. Unfortunately, it's sad, but <laughs> I've been kind to him for the last <laughs> few weeks. I've wow. put him as tepid and whatever. Jal Felix. Wow. Felix. wow. I didn't <laughs> actually think you were going to say that. Yeah, you're in the freezer, mate. You are yeah, in the freezer. 
like you, 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 I know you're hitting the post and you're getting close and hitting the bar and, and but you got to deliver. It's time to score some goals. You're getting the chances. I, I don't think you're working hard enough off the ball. I, I'm, I'm sorry. It's, it's time for you to, to, to take a break maybe and, and, and hit the bench for the next game. I, I, I personally, if Mason Mount's fit, I'd like to see him start in that position. I know he's very familiar with it. He plays, he's played it a lot under Thomas Tuchel, that inside left position in a three, four, three. I'd like to see him with Havertz and Sterling as a as a trio and it, it's time for Jao Felix to, to hit the bench because he's in the freezer wow he, he is hitting more woodwork than a carpenter to be fair so uh, <laughs> but yeah freezing's harsh I think he's freezing uh, wow yeah. I, I mean he was hooked off at half time but was he injured I didn't really no but he was no, so no, Potter well, said well, it was the, quote, the quote from Potter was in his presser that um he, with Gallagher bringing him on, he needed someone who could uh, tackle the ball in a different profile, basically. So it was like a, it was a tactical switch. So um, yeah, it wasn't injury based or anything. And it, you know, Gallagher actually played pretty well. So I think Felix might have a bit of trouble getting back in the team, possibly. He's also in my uh, FPL draft team, uh, so <laughs> a bit of maybe a bit of salty. <laughs> and yeah, I've, 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 I've put in first goal scorer the first two home games I've been to and it hasn't come through so there might be a bit of that in it as well but uh, yeah sure first let's have some positivity then Who you must have some so some... skipping the tepid section no one's tepid you know I'll stick Felix in the freezer maybe a little bit knee jerk but I mean that's the point of these so I'm going warming up I'm going Mateo Kovacic Warming up. Yes, yes. He's had he's had some some games where he's taken some time after the World Cup to come back into his own, but he's back in where he belongs. A double six in a three four three, and he looks fantastic, and I love it. I love watching Mateo Kovacic play. He's one of my favourite I mean, players. We didn't talk about it. What a goal, by the way. Yeah, what a goal as yeah, well. He doesn't, yeah. he doesn't he doesn't score very often. He scores about every nine months, but when he does, blind me. The boy, the boy, the man can he can hit he can hit a ball like in some weird ways, <laughs> and, and he's so brave on the ball as well. I love yeah, yeah. him taking on players in in positions that create counters and breaks for us and and open the space. Him and Enzo looks like a good partnership, especially in games like this against these sort of mid Premier League teams. I, I think it's a great double pivot, and I, I get that contract sorted and and get him back yeah, playing for I'm, us next season. I don't want to see him in a Man City shirt, just to be clear. No. I mean, I really hope the captain, the captain thing makes him feel like he wants to stay. I don't know if he, I don't know if he wants to leave. I mean, obviously, with no Champions League, as like I think he's like a four or five time Champions League winner. He might be thinking, oh, you know, I want to be playing in the Champions League. But if we can offer him, you know, a good deal, maybe offer him the captaincy or vice captaincy, I think we have got to keep cover. I mean, I've been a huge fan of him for years. Really, really underrated player and uh, yeah, baller. Nice. Who have you got for? Must be, must be having, must be someone boiling hot. Obviously, it's someone boiling hot, and it is. <laughs> we should get make sure you get it's the really really tough in. going last this week. I'm probably, I think I'm going last, and uh, there's so many options. But yeah. he's been he's been in the freezer for weeks oh, on this podcast, and no, suddenly no, he scored no. himself off against Dortmund, and he is boiling hot against Leicester. It's Kai Havertz. Wow, this is a scandal. What a redemption story. <laughs> I thought he was really, really good in the game, Kai Havertz. Not just the, the goal, which was fantastic, but he's he's found this role where he's he's linking the play for us. He's working hard. He looks like someone who cares up top as well. It, some some it means something to him. These games, even though Chelsea are tenth in the Premier League, and and really 
not really playing for anything. I mean, you've got an outside chance at, at top four, I, I guess. But he he really is looking like someone who cares. And it helps at these games. Now, you, you're playing that game on a Saturday, knowing that you're not playing again. We're not playing until Saturday at 5.30. So you can really leave it all out there on the pitch on on a Saturday against Leicester. And uh, yeah, I, I thought he was fantastic in the game and, and well-deserved of the boiling hot. It shows you in life, never give up. You, you eventually become boiling hot. If you play <laughs> enough 90 minutes in a row, eventually you will. You so you are, they might make a film out of that redemption story. <laughs> yeah, that's a, I didn't see that coming, to be honest with you. But um, yeah, look, good goals. Really important Kai, goals as well. Kai, he has spurts like this. He had it under Tuchel. He, he gets going and then he stops again. And well, he, of... no, I think isn't the story with Kai that he never starts the season well. Yeah, and he always finishes. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah, March but we, yeah. onwards. Yeah. He, he's well, a March, he's a March, April, May player. You know, he's he's, he's there. Next season, we'll just we'll stick him in the reserves until be, March. Slowing him back, call him up. Six months. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, well, you know, I'll take it. And uh, we need a goal scorer. So come off the uh, come off the man, come off the hour. Um. All right, let me let me have a go. Um, yeah, I've got. I wasn't sure about the freezer, but um, I do have one, um, and that is Kepa. Um, he he made a few he made a few good yeah. saves, but if you look at a lot of Leicester's chances, yeah. they come from him. Poor poor decision making. He had a really bad game. It was a bit it was a bit Kepa under Lampard at times, wasn't it? Yeah, he's, bit, he's, yeah, he's he's he causes a lot of the problems mm. defensively. He if he just caught a few of those crosses, like none of those chances happen at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, very worrying. Very weird times to come out and get the ball as well. Do, do you guys think we'll have a new goalkeeper next season? A new number one? A hundred percent. Hundred percent. I've actually heard the contrary. I've heard that they're actually pretty happy with Kepa, and they're just going to buy a sort of good number two. Um, I think Mendy's obviously off. I mean, I don't know going on Mendy. Mendy's had like a broken like toe or whatever elbow is for like four months. He, like, he had another injury, I think, or some, something else that they said. There's something, there's something going on with Mendy. But anyway, um, with Kepa, I don't know. It's a, it's a strange one. He's not quite... It's difficult to go and buy a really good goalkeeper. Who are we going to get? There is David Raya at Brentford. He's out of contract. Apparently, he's uh, he's going to be up for grabs, but I'm not sure. I've heard his name mentioned with Chelsea as well. I mean, would you? I'll ask you boys. Like, would you want Kepa as number one going forward? No, I don't think he's. I don't think he's good enough to be. I'm going to be... about to bite me now, but I don't think he's good enough at, at those things, um, mm. like coming and getting the ball and being confident and making good decisions. He's he's not he's not delivering in that, and I, I think that's going to cost us. And it it almost cost us. You know, goals on on Saturday. I mean, I'm on the fence. I mean, he makes great saves, and Dean's got that two-handed technique, and he just and then he does that weird thing that he does against City, the Mares goal, where he sort of didn't come out, like pretty easy, like interception, but then he'll he'll make like an unbelievable save. So I'm on the fence, but I mean, it depends what's on the market. There's, there are quite a lot of goal, we've got that young uh, American kid. Was it Selena? He's a good he's a good goalkeeper. Maybe he yeah. can come in, but um, maybe he can start getting game time. But I'm not sure. I mean, obviously, Mendy's Chelsea career seems like it's over. But um, you've got to be careful, goalkeepers, because a lot of goalkeepers make a lot of mistakes in general. So I don't know. Might maybe just uh, stick to what you know. But let's see. I'm not sure. He seems to be. Have... He seems to be much better at saving shots when people went to the 18 yard box. Anything outside yeah, yeah, yeah. the 18 yard box is well, like, even the goal, that... right? I have to say, Saturday. Like, I have to say, initially, like Craig was saying, oh, that you know, Kepper again. I, it was a good goal, 
Right. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. Oh, but, definitely give him credit. It was a great strike. It was, yeah, I don't think he's expecting it as well to go that side on his left. I can't, is that Daka's weak foot? I'm not sure if he's left-footed or not. But um, yeah, it was a great strike. So, I mean, there's a lot of long-range ones. I mean, the, the the skip one was obviously terrible, but I don't think it was in that zone, personally. No. Um, so, Kepa's in the freezer. Sorry, pal. Harsh um, freezer this week, boys. Uh, I'm going to do uh, warming up. Um, and it's going to be... I wasn't sure where to give this, but I'm going to go for Kukurea. I think, uh, yeah, like he was just absolutely fantastic. On on Saturday, he seems to have overcome whatever problems he's had recently, and he looks much more suited to that left centre-back role, and it, it, quite a good partnership with Chile as well. So that whole thing seems to be working really, really nicely. So, um, yeah, Kukurea looking good. I mean, I, I don't know what Graham Potter said to him before the Dortmund game. Well, they put in, put in his uh, in his uh, Lucasade or whatever, but he has absolutely been on the tear the last 180 minutes. So, don't know. And you, and you have to give Potter credit because he really yes, hid him away when he was under pressure from the fans. He wasn't even in the squad for for a couple of weeks, wasn't he? And then he just threw him in in that Dortmund game, but really looked like he gave him the confidence to say, "Look, go out and be yourself." And yeah, mm. he was fantastic. I mean, if Potter does fully turn it around and become a long-term Chelsea manager, being Kukurea in for that Dortmund game would be like a pivotal moment in his career because it yeah. was a huge call and he got it right. So let's see. Let's see if he can keep it up. Boiling hot for me. It's very difficult. I, I was going to, I couldn't choose yeah, between difficult. two, but I'm going to have to go for one of the greatest assists maybe we've seen in a long time. Um, not just for the Havertz goal, but the his pass for Havertz for the third goal, he, he outside of his foot um, to play Havertz through, crossed it for Mudrik, who headed it back for Kovacic. Enzo Fernandez is absolutely yeah. out of this world at the moment. He is changing games and unlocking teams with fantastic vision and, and innovation. And this is exactly what we need from, well, I think, from central midfielders. He's, He's now a joint, joint top of our assists for the season with yeah. two. Can you tell me the player that he's joint top with in the assists? Kai. Not Kai Havertz. Not ben Mason Chilwell. Mount. It's not Mason Mount. It's a centre-back. Koulibaly. Nope. Can't be Koulibaly. He's got one on Saturday. Silver. Tiago Silva. Tiago Silva has two assists for Chelsea this season. He's joint oh, top. I know one. The, uh, was it the Palace one where he headed it to Aubameyang? Yep, that is one of them. I, I can't actually remember it, the other. It, it, was it Ben Chilwell? Did he yeah, took yeah, over him? Yeah, over the top. Good shot, Chris. Yeah, that Very was huge, good. actually. We were struggling that game. So that's yeah. it. Those are our two most creative players, are they? Enzo signed like four games ago and, uh, and Tiago Silva who plays centre-back. No one else delivering anything. I mean, I, I mean that, that, is, that is poor, really, when you look at it. We're in March. It's the middle of March. I think, <laughs> I think, I think Raheem Sterling's got two. It's a shocker, assists. isn't it? I think there's quite a few who've got two. I think Raheem Sterling's got two assists. Right, yeah, he, 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 might, he might do as well, yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, but um, no. I mean, I sent a tweet I, I, out that was quite popular in terms of like comparing him to Fabregas. I mean, he just, he just got like, he's just 21 years old, 22 years old. I mean, that moment that like Fabrizio Romano announced him on YouTube might be our biggest moment of the season. I mean, he's just an unbelievable player. And uh... it's, it's amazing to think that 120 million actually looks like we didn't probably pay enough. Yeah. Well, they were desperate to get more, weren't they? 
And he, he, he seems like he can sort of play with anyone. It's like, well, who is he going to play with? He seems quite comfortable with anyone. I don't think he's had a l- lower than 7 out of 10 game, maybe. Even when we played with Ruben, he was fine. Yeah, so, do you know what I, I love about him as well? Is when we score a goal, he properly celebrates yeah. it. I, I absolutely yeah. love that. I love cool. players that celebrate properly because it feels like they care. Got that fiery, fiery nature. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Argentinian fiery nature. If yeah, Yeah. so there's a part of me that feels like if he was playing for a different club or he was somewhere else, he'd be get like he'd be getting so much more credit and attention. He's if he signed for City, it'd be over. The Premier League for the next five years Mm. is done. Yeah, he's 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 looking absolutely world class at the moment, but we'll see. Just yeah, let's just hope he stays fit and let's hope he keeps the form up because he looks unbelievable. He looks, he just looks a really exciting prospect. Yeah, um, Brady, what have you got? You've you've gone last, but hopefully you got some. I have to go players. last this week, especially when we get in the warmer sections. But I'll give it a go. Right, my my in the freezer this week, a bit of a preemptive one for Craig's is my Potter narrative. Uh, because my pot, my, my grand Potter narrative was that he would he would he would be a people he'd be gone. P45 town by now. So uh, <laughs> I have to say that my narrative is in the absolute freezer. You can't even open the book. It's all frozen up. Well, don't don't spoil our section for next week. Review the narrative. Because uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm personally looking forward to that. Maybe maybe it's more like, uh, you know, my my opinion on Grand Potter. I mean, you have to just say it's been a huge week for the man. Uh, you know, he's not, out, he's not out of the woods yet. But um, to win these three games and to score six goals doing it, and then we've got what hopefully is a fairly, well, obviously a very winnable game next up. We could be four in a row and then we've got another winnable game after. He could, he could have five in a row. And it's just not getting ahead of ourselves, but he really, I mean, he's looking more and more like a Chelsea manager. So, uh, yeah, that's freezing my opinion on Potter. That's freezing this week. At least he's out of your freezer now as well. Yeah, he's, oh, he's well out of the freezer. He's in, a, you know, he's in, he's in, he's in, more, he's in warm places. He's in, he's in Spain in the summer. He's not boiling hot, but he's, he's, he's warm. In the te- if we had to assign him, he's in the tepid section, I think, if we had to assign him a section. Yeah, huge game if... huge game on Saturday, I think. I wouldn't say I've gone 180 on him, but I've been impressed with him the last couple that's, of games. That's what I mean. He's tepid. He, he, I think a lot of fans feel I like... Mean, he shouted at the ref on Saturday. That's a huge step. I mean, <laughs> he also came a bit closer to the, the Chelsea yeah. fans when he clapped them. I, I heard a few people say and that it, afterwards. That and it was, a, it, it was the second yellow. And I'm not saying he got the guy sent off, but he was like, Look, that, that's a yellow sort of thing. So he's like, you know, he's trying to influence the referee and that sort of thing like any wow. you know, good manager does. So, um, yeah, maybe he's been a... Maybe they're Jose on the phone, getting a few tips. But uh, <laughs> maybe he, anyway. maybe he's, maybe he sat that PR person. He got a new well, one. Jose's there. got that Jose masterclass on YouTube. Maybe he's, uh, maybe he's, uh, he's signed up. Well, maybe well, he's just starting to feel that. a bit more. He's starting to feel a bit more comfortable in the role. Uh, I yeah. think obviously quite an intimidating job to take, and and maybe you know he's settling in and and just getting more comfortable. Yeah. I think we, you know, I spoke about this before. He's adapt to survive. He's coming into situations that he's not really experienced before. And I think he's adapting quite well. You know, he's yeah. he's, he's pre- having to change who he is a little bit and come out and do different things maybe than he would have done before. And testament to him, I think, as a person. I mean, the, the media are very pally with him. They're very like, oh, Graham, you're still here. And he's answering now in a bit of like a snappy way, like, yeah, I'm still here. It's like, you can tell he's like, right, j- joke's over now. Like, I, I, I want to be here for the long term. Let's get serious now. That sort of thing. So... I don't know. I mean, obviously, if we have a bad result against Everton, then he's back under pressure. But um, yeah, you've got to say, what a huge week for him. So yeah, fair play. Uh, warming up, I'm going to go Mahalo Mudrik. I thought he was, uh, he's raw. 
but he's he's got that electric energy. Um, also, when he scored and he did the job for celebrating, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was so like, good. 90 percent of, of the stadium knew he was offside except him, <laughs> and it was like everyone's like, "Oh, mate, this is awkward." And then uh, I think he posted on Twitter like with the uh, laugh, you know. Yeah, sort of pissing himself. Yeah, on yeah, he was, he was taking the mick out of himself. On, yeah, I yeah, quite yeah. like that on Insta. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was a kind of classic moment. But yeah, I respect that. You know, Chelsea Heritage uh, celebration. I'm not sure if he got uh, permission from Drogba to do that. But anyway, uh, but yeah, I mean, he's like Craig says in the last stages of games, he's electric um, and just yeah, he just he's got a lot of raw energy. I mean, obviously Arsenal signed Trossard. And they're probably looking at it, going, "Oh no, Trossard's got I think got three assists yesterday against Fulham. The oh, we got the better signing." I think Mudrik in two or three years with the right coaching, um, the right honing could be world world class because he just he's got he's got every attribute you'd want. Um, he's got a really good shot on him as well. It's a really good finish for the goal. He's very like uh, level headed in front of goal. So, I've watched a lot of his goals for Shakhtar Donetsk, and um, he's he's kind of ice cold in front of goal. So hopefully he'll get some more chances. So yeah, Mahalo Mudrik warming up for me this week. Yeah, good choice. I think yeah. he's. We we need to, we'd like to see more of him I think and it was good to yeah. get eighty one minutes on Saturday so that's good for him. I'd like to see him and Sterling play. It seems a little bit like it's him or Sterling. Maybe put them both in. Like you know, if, if I'm, you... I'm not sure how that would work. Him and Sterling, in in this formation. You just put well Sterling him on left, Sterling right. Time well, they don't really play like that, do they? They more play like Havertz drops deep, and Sterling plays sort of central attack, and Felix goes sort of with him forward. I, I don't really think that they play left and right as such. They don't really... The, the, the wing-backs sort of provide the width, don't they, in, the, mm. in this formation? He's going to have to adapt to low block. So against Everton, obviously, he would be playing, like, you know, parking his, the bus. His passing, to me, is a concern. He doesn't look sharp with, with passing under pressure. I, I think that's passing. also... I think he's still basically in pre-season, right? I mean, that's what Potter alluded to. Like, you know, he's barely had any football. Yeah, three yeah. months off, didn't he? So... At um, the moment, I think he's a great... He's a great last 20 player. If we're 1-0 up, bring him on. He, he's got that pace and that ability to do something special in space. And, and that's when you get the spaces when you're winning in a game. And then you know, I think the starters at the moment should be Felix or Mount and then Sterling and Havertz. That, that, that three is working really well. So it, I was saying in jest earlier about Felix obviously being in the freezer. And I, I do think Mount could have an opportunity to start on, on Saturday, but I'd, I'd, be absolutely, I'd be absolutely fine with Felix starting as well. I don't, I don't think Felix will be a Chelsea player next year, personally, unless he really... I, I don't either, to be honest. I, I've changed think, my I, mind I, on that. I think it's too much money and we've got Nkuku coming in, we've spoken about that before. And if Mount stays, which I think we're hoping on this pod he does, even though it's looking ever likely that he won't, um, I, don't, I can't see Felix being you know being around for that, that, for that fee. For boiling hot, I mean, I I had three options because I knew it was going to be difficult, and two of them you you boys already used for warming up, so I used the. Uh, I'm glad you approve of our boiling hot though, at least. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I gave myself plenty of options. Um, the one that you boys didn't say, I'm Ben Shearwell, boiling hot for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. What a week for the player. Uh, I think it's um three, uh, two assists and a goal this week. A really big goal. I mean, obviously it was a bit of a strange goal, and the goalkeeper didn't you know cover cover himself in glory. But that's what that's what Chile does. He just he finds a goal and um, he created three 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 chances in the game. He's got a goal and assist every 156 minutes in the league, which is more than any of our strikers. Which is obviously quite a reduced minutes uh, stat that. But yeah, that was a small sample size. That, but yeah. Well, you say that it's actually over about eight or nine games. So um, he he does get a lot of goals assists. So um, 
Yeah, and you know he's uh, his name's Chile, so not Chile in the cold sense, Chile in the hot sauce sense. So he's uh, he's suited for the boiling hot. So uh, Ben Chilwell, uh, you know, just just really. I'll give Ben a, a bit of an apology as well. I'll, I'll say that I've, I've never been a guy that really thought that he was anything special, really. I, I thought he was a really good player, yeah. but not really something special. Whereas this week, I think he's changed my mind a bit on his ceiling as a player. I think he's a fantastic person to have on the field in terms of leadership and, and passion and intensity. And mm. that really helps. And also, He's just better as an attacker than what I gave him credit for as well. He's quite a smart player. He makes good runs. He, he's quite intelligent in the last third for, for what was, was essentially a fullback. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll hold my hands up and say that, that Chilwell's... I think I'm, I'm giving him, awarding him a new ceiling. I, th- I think he can be a, a world-class left-back, which I didn't think before this week, for sure. Oh. Craig, Craig this week, I tell you what, another uh, another George offer from Craig there. Never been a fan of Chilwell. Now he's saying he could be world class. I don't think that's fair to say. I've never been a fan of Chilwell. I, I think I've you said last season that you basically like you just him and Alonso are basically the same. Yeah, I, I wasn't fussed who started at left wing back for us last season yeah. with Chilwell, and 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 obviously he's he's you know had the injuries as well. He's come back from those. He's he definitely hasn't been this type of player but this week he, he definitely has proved that he's yeah. sort of back fully healthy and 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 showing that he yeah he's a he's a great player but don't there's a bit of marcus alonso slander in there brady i don't think that's allowed is it uh, well latter career marcus alonso not for him alonso <laughs> yeah, yeah but uh i mean there was an athletic article last night actually that you know there's definite interest in man city because obviously they're quite short at left back now because I'm, i mean looks i don't know what's going on with cancelo i mean cancelo can't get in the buying team either so it's a bit of a mess but maybe Cancelo will get back into Pep's thoughts. Yeah, sure. Then... We'll just give them Kovacic and uh, Chilwell. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. So, and <laughs> those, we're probably going to talk about this in the uh, off season. But those two players have only got two years left on the contract. So, everyone's talking about the Mount contract. I actually yeah. think maybe those other two contracts are more important than Mason Mounts personally. I it's, think it's like it's like Football Manager when they come knocking on your door and they say, "Look, I want to play Champions League football." Yeah. It's like... Uh, but I, th- I don't. I don't think Chill will be pushing for an exit at all. I think he's. No, I, think, I, don't, I don't think so either. I think he's actually. I think he's actually a Chelsea fan. Um, he seems to love the club. I mean, he got I think he's a candidate actually to get one of these new long-term deals. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, I think him and him and Kovacic, we really need to uh, lock up those contracts because yeah, both really he's, good assets. He's really making this formation work. I, you know, the, he was. Devastated when he came off the pitch when he was injured um, <clears throat> this season. Obviously, it's like a carbon copy from last season. Very difficult to come back from from those injuries. <clears throat> We've seen Reese James come back mm. um, and and struggle, but Chilwell has come back and absolutely made this formation work for us. He's been inspiring other players to get up the pitch. He's he's producing a lot more of the attacks. He's whipping it. He whipped in six crosses. On Saturday, he 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 consistently leads the uh, the team for like crossing the ball in. He is he is proving that. Well, I'm a bit worried now because obviously, if he gets injured or he's he's not playing, formation with him, who's gonna who's gonna take that sort of left wing back position? I'm not not entirely sure, but oh, it'd have to be Kukurea, wouldn't it? But yeah, he's not. I don't think he's. Said this before, I think previously that they're not the same type of player. I don't no, think. yeah, yeah. Um, uh, excellent, Ben Chilwell, and what a goal! 
I know you said about yeah. the absolutely insane. To one thing we weren't really seeing much previously, you know, with people taking on shots and and trying stuff. Well, we, we weren't really getting in other teams' halves at one point. <laughs> yeah, but this, this is because of you know you need people like Chilwell to get you at the pitch, great energy, and you know getting shots off and. A fully deserved goal. It's a great. It was an absolutely incredible finish, and he's got a good goal in him. Chilwell, you know, he's he scores yeah. some really good goals. Just, just really special mention this week. I got to mention this guy who actually assisted the Chilwell goal. It was a bit of a up in the air assist. It wasn't exactly a, a elite assist. Kaladu Kudabali. I mean, another eight out nine out of ten performance. I mean, the guy I is he was absolutely excellent. Kudabali. He's looking. He's looking quality. And like at the base of that, at the base of that three or in a four. I mean, obviously with Silver, Silver, you know, next year he, he can rotate beautifully with Silver. Really, really hope that he continues his form because we were, like, our friend Dave was like, you know, this guy's quality. He was like absolutely loving it. It was supposed to be a replacement for Rudiger. And then obviously we were like berating him a bit saying, oh, Kudabali is not, nothing like Rudiger. But I mean, Kudabali has just, again, turned his Chelsea career around and I just really hope it continues because, yeah, I'm, I'm rooting for the guy and he looks, he looks brilliant, physically brilliant. And uh, yeah. Very, very, uh, very good at the moment. Yeah, because you think he has all the right sort of attributes to be really good in the Premier League because he is quite, you know, physical, intense. Mm. He seems to um, take a while to kind of warm up, but he's looking very, very good. All right. Let's, just, a quick, uh, just, just a quick note from me on a separate topic before we, we move on. Just wanted to acknowledge that it's one year ago today since Thomas Tuchel delivered a very famous interview saying that he would drive a coach or a bus, minibus himself to Lille. One year ago today. Just to show you how quickly time flies in, 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 in football. A lot, a lot that, has happened. one year ago. That's a lot crazy, isn't it? A lot has, happened, has happened since, right? Wow. New owner, Tuchel went crazy. When he, when he gave that interview... You, you, if I'd have told you what had happened to Chelsea Football Club since that date, you wouldn't have believed me. You actually no. wouldn't have. No. Record breaking back to back transfer windows, Tuchel gone, like the season we've had, Graham Potter as manager. I mean, it's, 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 been, it's been surreal, hasn't it? The also, last the year. money we spent, like 650 yeah. million or whatever. Like, I, if, I, I literally, if I'd explained it to you at the time, you wouldn't have believed me. You wouldn't have yeah, believed. it's it's been it's been a surreal year. I mean, it's, it's a bit of a roller coaster being a Chelsea fan, anyway. But um, yeah, it's been it's been a it's been a wild one the last year or so. There, there might be some good news yet to come. See how the season plays out. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, we're gonna we're gonna run it back and uh, have a have a look at some Chelsea nostalgia. Um, I think we, we've had you, Brady, and I've done one. So, Craig, it's your turn. What game have you got for us? Well, it's time to take you back to March 8th, 2005. So a long time ago, 18 years ago. I was in my second year of college. Does anyone know what game this is, just based on the date? 2005. It's a round of 16 game in the Champions League. I feel like I'm, I might know, yeah. Go on, Chris. I've got no clue. Well, I kind of want to hear some more clues because <laughs> then we can see if Brady will get it. I'll, I'll, I'll well, I think the, I know what the, it is. The manager, so. the manager is Jose Mourinho. It's yeah. the second leg of the last sixteen. We lost yeah. 
the first leg to this team? Brady? I'm drawing a blank, boys. Chris? I think this is FC Barcelona. FC Barcelona at home in the second leg of the last 16 of the Champions League. Of course, yeah. The first leg we lost. Can anyone remember the score? It is two. Was it was it one one? No, two one. No, we, <laughs> Sorry, we, we lost. lost. We, we didn't lose one one. So we lose two one. <laughs> we lost two one to Barcelona in the first leg. I'll give you a hundred bonus points if you can tell me who scored Chelsea's goal that night. Is this is this the Lampard chip? No, this is not the Lampard oh. chip. Thing is, it's really hard to remember these games because we played Barcelona so many times yeah, yeah, in yeah. the Champions League good. over that period. It feels like. Um, but no, it wasn't the Lampard chip. We lost the game 2-1. The goal scorers for Barcelona that night were Maxi oh, and yeah. Samuel Eto'o. And the goal scorer for Chelsea that night was a Barcelona player Belletti. with an own goal. Giuliano Belletti indeed scored an own goal. I was going to give you another clue saying that he played for Chelsea. Did he score yeah. in the Champions League final against Arsenal as well? He did score in the Champions League final. So we, we lost 2-1 in the first leg to Barcelona, who were massive favourites for the Champions League that year. And we obviously were newcomers to the Champions League. We'd only played it once or twice before, I think. I think the previous season was under Ranieri and we got knocked out by Monaco, I believe, in the quarterfinals. Semi-finals, that was, was it? Oh, the semi-finals, right, yeah. Um, so Barcelona were big favourites for the tournament. They were obviously big favourites for the tie. We lost the first leg 2-1. And I'll set the scene as an 18-year-old kid, very excited. I was only a member back then to, to get a ticket for this game. I think I was uh, queuing up outside the ground on a Saturday morning, I believe, to get this ticket. Or I might have had to phone up. I can't remember exactly what the... The situation was, but I, I managed to secure two members' tickets sitting in the Matthew Harding lower for this game, and I and I'd taken the the afternoon off college, <laughs> off my lectures at college with my friend, who I, doesn't come to the games anymore, but he uh, he used to when I was at at college, and we'd gone up and had a and a couple of beers, legal by the way, I'd say I was eighteen just before anyone. Actually, sorry, was I eighteen? Yeah, I was eighteen. Well, think you, you were for pop purposes <laughs> exactly um so we we went up and had a and a couple of beers before the game and i was sat in the matthew harding lower and chelsea were three nil up inside Ooh. 19 minutes in this game it was it was the most ridiculous atmosphere and start to a game i've ever been involved in in, in my life it's still my most vivid and fond memory of Stamford Bridge is still this 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 game I was very low down on the left hand side of the Matthew Harding lower and yeah I, I just so vividly remember this even though it was 18 years ago I, I'll give you a chance guys to name the team for Chelsea that day you should be able to get a lot of this team I'll give you Barcelona's team Victor Valdez in goal Van Bronckhorst Oligor Priol Belletti Deco Gerard, Xavi Iniesta, Eto, and Ronaldinho. So not a bad eleven for Barcelona. Um, let, let's see if you guys can get the Chelsea eleven that day. Check, check, yeah. Checking goal, right back. Ferrer, Ferrera, correct. Yeah, no, not Ferrer. <laughs> uh, Terry, Terry, Carvalho, Carvalho, Ashley Cole. No, no Ashley Cole. I think he was signed the season after this. So the the summer of this season, left back we played 
what would usually play centre back for us, but he, he's right footed. He played left back that night. Went on to play for Arsenal. Gallas. Gallas. William, William Gallas. He's oh, on the back of my shirt. Not, not, it's the shirt that I had from this season. He was actually on the back of this oh, yeah. shirt. I love, I love Billy Gallas. Yeah, one of my favourite favorite players at the time, for sure. Obviously, he went on to sort of bit tarnishes his legacy at Chelsea with yeah. who he went on to play for and, and whatever. But still, I, I remember him really fondly still and one of my favourite players. And love his number as well, 13, one of my, my favourite football numbers to have on. The, the midfield four, we played 4-4-2, so give me the midfield four. Uh, Super Frank. Frank, Super Frank, playing next to a DM. I know one of the guys. Makalele, Makalele, yeah. Duff, Duff on the left wing, and on the right wing was Robin. He's here. He's there. Joey, Joey Cole. Cole. Joey Cole on the right wing. You must remember that because he actually had a very famous uh, assist in this game. Um, and up up top. Idiot. I know one because I know one of the goal scorers. It was Good Johnson, right? Good Johnson was one, and the other one was um, came We're from Holland. Talking... Oh, is uh... was he? Where so... he he wore the cursed number nine shirt for us. He, he's got a lot of hype, but he didn't actually perform very well for us. Although he scored like... some important Holland. goals. Did he, did he score yeah. in a final once? He did oh, score Kesman, another one. Kesman. Kesman, yeah. Yes, Matai Kesman played up top. Mm. So it's a quite quite a strong team, I would say, and a team that full of really players that you'd look back on as as Chelsea legends. Obviously, we won the Premier League both these years um, that that we played. But yeah, three 0 up inside nineteen minutes as massive underdogs in the tie and the, and the game. Obviously, after losing two one in the first leg, and just an incredible, incredible start, and then. We had the handball giving away a penalty. That do you remember who refereed this game? No. Come on, the, the most famous referee in, the, in the, Kal- Kal- Kalina Kal- yeah, refereed Kal- this game because this tie was very, very hotly publicised yeah. by the media. Obviously, Mourinho's reaction and his interaction with the manager of Barcelona at the time, we believe, was Frank Rijkaard. And yeah. um, you know they didn't get on, and this game was 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 massive. It was it was big big TV that night, and uh, yeah, Ronaldinho gave the penalty to to bring it back to three uh, one, and then came the moment that I think you know this will go down as one of the most iconic goals in in Champions League history. And I was the end that he scored. I was sat there, and I I don't know if you know the Matthew Hiding lower on that left side. You can't yeah. really see the right hand side of the the net of the goal. So yeah. Ronaldinho picks up the ball on the edge of the area, Ricardo Carvalho just in front of him, and he shimmies, he stood completely still, he shimmies and sort of toe pokes it. And the next thing I know, he's running off celebrating, and I can't see the bottom. I said, check didn't move. And I said, that can't have gone in. I've, I've never seen a goal like it in my life. And obviously yeah. the, the, the fan, the Barcelona fans are the other, the other end at the, at the shed end that night. And it, I was just the most surreal moment to, to go three nil up and then for it to be pegged back to three, two before half time. five goals in the first half. I mean, you don't even see games like this these days. I feel like, I, I feel like they just don't exist. I feel like the champions league sort of, you know, the, the coaching's got so good that you just don't see five goals in the first half of knockout ties ever. No. And, and it was just unbelievable where Mourinho's counter-attacking style sort of tore apart Barcelona's high line and possession-based football with, with swift direct passing. And then Ronaldinho, who will go down as obviously one of the world's best ever players, scored a penalty and then a wonder goal. But then 
down at the Matthew Harding end. Who remembers the winner? JT. JT yeah, with a header from from a corner and oh and I, I Carvalho, don't know yeah he fouled the goalkeeper as well it's really obvious as well from we saw it and we thought the goal, goal was going to be ruled out so yeah absolutely fantastic night one of the most memorable nights in Chelsea's history and also one of the most memorable nights for me just just the incredible feeling of experiencing Chelsea competing with the best teams in the world at, at the highest level one of the one of the things after that goal is um, when, when obviously when the goal was scored, they show a replay if it's a goal on the screen, and all the Barcelona players were sh- were pointing at the screen <laughs> and showing the referee like him, like obviously Carvalho holding like the keeper's arm. Um, I was surprised. I, I think once it is that obviously there's no VAR, so once it's given, it's given. Basically, there was there was going to be no way he's going to go back and overturn it. Anyway, I thought it was really. It was quite funny because they they were just showing him, and it's like you, you have actually made a mistake. Just shows how like the variance was different before VAR, right? I mean, obviously yeah. in, in in this era, it would have been ruled out. So oh, yeah, hundred percent ruled out. He he definitely fouled him. Yeah, yeah. What a goal! Yeah, what a goal by Ronaldinho. I mean, Ronaldinho just. I know he's not seen as like the greatest of all time because obviously his stats weren't up there, but like a player on the eye for me, he's one of the best. Just um, like the things that footballers these days would just never dare do. Just, yeah, and it's just so cool that I could say I was behind the goal that night yeah. when Ronaldinho scored that goal because that definitely, like I said, will go down as one of the most iconic goals. Yeah. Don't think there ever be another player like him in this like technical pressing sort of era. He was just like just a fantastic player, so unique, one of the best. Um, yeah, that goal's incredible. Um, he's he was just he just did crazy things on the pitch. Um, very imaginative. Um, Fantastic. So that's it. My Chelsea nostalgia. My favourite ever game. That was brilliant, mate. We'll, we'll do another round. Maybe we have to do games that we lose sometimes. I've got a corker that we lost. It was probably one of the uh, most existential moments of my life. It was brutal. Yeah, we should we should do that, actually. That'd be, that time, might time, be fun. Time, to time, time still still in the next one I'll do. It was... Uh, oh, I've got, I've got a good one for that too, actually. A bit of a chafing experience. Well, let's look ahead to the weekend. We're playing again. And we've got the first of three. <laughs> the games <laughs> the first... are too far apart at the moment. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the first of three home games. We've actually had quite a lot of home games recently. Um, I think that's actually really helped Potter out. Um, he was alluding a lot when he were, un- uh, you know, he was kind of like, yeah, we've got a lot of home games coming up. It's like, and it has saved him a bit because, um, yeah, that leads to Dortmund home would have. Uh, yeah, really helped him out. Well, we're welcoming Everton, who I I don't know if they've ever won at Stamford Bridge. I have to go back, but de- definitely yeah, from the record. stats I can see in in the two thousand and six Everton, they haven't won since two thousand six seven season. Um, they've they've lost um, almost every game in the last ten seasons they've come to the Bridge, so it should be. Uh, a good match for us to play because we have a great record against Everton. Um, it's it's funny the 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 away, the away records this season. Everton have a a really really poor away record. They've only won one game away. Um, very very bad. Loads of goals because they've got minus fourteen goal difference. Um, Chelsea's home record's looking a little better. Uh, six wins at home. We've got the ninth 
uh, best home record in the league, but we have played considerably less home games um, than the other teams. So about two games behind, which is why we've got um, we've run into so many um, at the moment. It's going to be a tricky game. Everton a bit uh, rejuvenated under under Daishi. Um, how do you see this one going? I mean, yeah, they're dreadful away from home, and they've got eight points in thirteen games, and they've been pretty dreadful under Daishi away. I mean, I think they got a draw last time out against Forest. Uh, yeah, we've gone from Ronaldinho to Sean Dyche. Uh, it's just, it's just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shocking. Um, yeah, I mean, Gray and McNeil are their main threats, which kind of tells you about their attacking threat. I mean, uh, Calvert Lewin's, you know, been injured for, for what seemed like months on end. They kind of, they're, they're very likely to play a four-five-one as they did at Arsenal, just sit with five across this midfield block, park the bus near that Chelsea hotel, and just try and get a nil-nil. Try and keep the game nil-nil at half-time. Um, it'll be interesting how we deal with their physicality in the low block um, because obviously Leeds, Leeds a little bit last week came out a little bit and obviously Dortmund were quite attacking at times and we could break so it'll be interesting who he chooses to uh, break down the low block but um, yeah it's a game that you'd hope we'd win and uh, if we do win obviously we'd head into the international break with a lot of momentum so it is another big game for Potter Yeah I think only, only Fulham have, have failed to score against them yeah. Um, in all their away games this season and they've failed to score in seven of the last nine um, away games so um, they're not too clever on the road Everton what do you think Craig? Yeah I mean I've, I've just got these horrible flashbacks of these Sean Dyche games that uh, yeah. were Burnley at Chelsea where <laughs> they're just absolutely miserable experiences that he doesn't turn up and play anything that resembles attacking football They, like you said they'll sit deep I'm not expecting them to to really offer much as an attacking threat. It just comes down to whether we can break them down. That's what it comes down to, how we're going to get on against low blocks. And I'll tell you what, the key man for that is Raheem Sterling for me. Mm. And, and I hope he's back on, on Saturday because I think he'll be an important player for us in, 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 in that sense. I mean, they have, they have shipped 10 goals in the last four away, away games. So you'd hope that they um, we get some joy. But um, yeah, there's also... Uh, Spoke about last week. There's a little little guy called Ngolo Kante. This is this year has been a this game has been earmarked for his return in terms of minutes. So that's quite exciting. Um, so yeah, he could come on and for like maybe the last twenty minutes. But yeah, I mean, I won't hold my breath. Yeah, Potter might be like, not quite yet, not quite yet. They're saving him for the Champions League, right? But um, yeah, I mean, it would be a shock, I think, if we didn't win this game or you know, or if we lost it at least. So yeah. At I this mean, point, even if he was fit, he'd come off on, and played a couple of twenty minutes. And let's say we were playing, you know, Bayern Munich at home tomorrow in the in the first leg of the of the Champions League quarterfinals. I would start Enzo and Kovacic. I, w- I wouldn't start Kante. No, I don't think he's gonna start. I don't think he's start Kante. I think maybe just even if he played a couple of twenty minutes, I I don't think that that. I quite I quite like the balance from from those two. I, I don't think I would play a player like Kante next to next to Enzo right now. Yeah. Also, I mean, if they're playing low block, Kante, yeah, Kante's not really the guy for that, is he? No. no. It's 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 a game that I think is gonna. I know it's all been great, and like we, the Leeds game was really good. A bit of a sticky end. Um, Dortmund was fantastic, and the Leicester game. You know, we we did well. We were quite clinical. Um, these games, though, this these types of games, I think uh, how most of the games will will go for us in terms of teams coming and sitting, you know, quite deep and us having to break them down. 
this is a huge test of Potter and what he's been hopefully been working on and how we're going to play because the last three games have been quite end-to-end, quite open. I think we kind of said a bit of a basketball match. It's not going to be like that. And I think this is exactly the sort of game that could end up being like a nil-nil draw if we're not careful. Um, yeah. And if if that's going to, if it plays out in that way, the question marks will come back around Potter. So I think this is a bigger game than the than the potentially the Leicester game was. And I'm really interested to see what he's what he's you know what he's got planned for it. And I think if we if we win this game well, I think then you'll see a really positive uptake in in you, you know, you'll see some people might say you some people might say you'll see a, a much rosier outlook at Stamford Bridge on uh, going into the international break as. Some people might have predicted. Four, well, yeah, ago. I think. Really? Yeah, it's, it's, I, don't, it's I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about, Greg. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try and find the, the, the audio nonsense. clip you, and it be deleted. You hit your head again. You're talking nonsense. I don't know. We didn't. We didn't do this section. What are you about? <laughs> no, I mean, in all, in all seriousness, we've we've created one point three about one point three one point three three xg over our last six games. So. Creating the XG isn't so much the issue. I mean, um, and that was with the Tottenham game issue there, which was a stinker. So the what's been better the last couple of games is the chance conversion. Um, maybe not so much against Dortmund, but against Leicester, we just scored, you know, that Kai goal, uh, the cover goal, we just scored at the right time in the games and, and changed the game state. So it's just about chance conversion. I mean, we all know we're going to probably get two or three big chances versus Everton at least, you'd hope. It's just about sticking them, sticking them away. And that's been, you know, chance conversion has been an issue for Chelsea for, I don't know, four or five years, I'd say. So, yeah, as long as we, if we, with Everton, you don't want it to be, you know, nil-nil at like, you know, uh, with 20 minutes left because they're really good at like, you know, digging out results. So if we get an early goal, I could actually predict us beating them four or five, actually. To be honest, that's my little prediction. Maybe Here he week. goes. He can score well, can no, if, 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 a goal before. If we get an early goal. Sorry, four or five what? Goals? Well, I'll tell you why, because Everton are known to fold when they go behind a lot. Um, I think Daesh is just basically in the mode of like, he's keeping them up at Goodison Park, essentially. It's a little bit like Nottingham Forest. Like, they're only basically playing half the games. So, uh, they just seem to be you know, chalk and cheese, you know, beating Arsenal at home, beating uh, Leeds at home. They won the other day at home as well. I just see if we get an early goal... I just left. Um, sorry, everyone would have to come out a little bit, and I think we could we could get we could run right a little bit. But um, it's a game that we should win comfortably. I sh- it's not uncomfortable to say that we should win three four nil. And yeah, let's see. I mean, I'm I'm confident for this game. So yeah, just on just on that because I'll briefly touch on away how how important it is to be good away. Right, we we've, we've played 14 games away from home. We've been. Pretty. I mean, we said it. We haven't won away since what the middle of October, right? Yes, yeah, it's it our first four, win. Four eight, wins. Yeah. Now yeah. you would say that Newcastle are having a great season, right? We have the same amount of away wins as Newcastle have. Yeah. It. If you can, if you get your away form sorted, you will fly up the league this this year. It's so competitive. I mean, it's easier said than done in the, in the Premier League, to yeah. be honest. Yeah, well, I'm not saying it's easy, but what I'm saying is that's that's where all these teams are faltering. In fact, the only team who's actually got a, a very good away record is obviously Arsenal. Even Cities is is a bit dodgy. So, um, I really, I, said, I really, hope, we've got Arsenal away coming up. I really, really hope that we beat them. I would just absolutely love it if we beat them. But my point yeah. is, I'd love it. I'd love, love it if, we, if we, beat we beat them. them. <laughs> my point is, teams. We always say, you know, it's you know, we're never going to catch these teams. 
people are dropping points away from home every week. You see it all the time. Yeah. Um, and it's not, it's not always, it's a one-off. It's, it's happening consistently. Um, even the other day, was it Liverpool 7-0 seven, seven and then they go away and they struggle. Mm-hmm. So, look, these are big moments. Anyway, that's a little bit on the away record. Um, let's talk about, uh, let's quickly touch on the team. I think, is it going to be the same team that played against Leicester? Um, what do we think in terms of who's who would you bring anyone in? Sterling, Shield, for Sterling for Mudrick, I think. And then yeah. it depends whether he wants to defend in a five. If he does, then he'll play Badiashil, I think. Um, a bit of height, probably, as well, for Badiashil, I think. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that actually makes sense. Yeah. Bit of physicality, yeah, that does make sense. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, also... That, oh, sorry, Reese James for Ruben as well, because he was ill, Reese, but he'll, he'll yeah. be back for Saturday. I've got to give Ruben a bit of a shout-out. I mean, it's a bit a little bit like, you know, he can do any job, Ruben. You know, you ring him up, RLC, 0208, RLC, 123, does a job, you know. And, like, he, he did pretty well the other night, uh, the other day, so... Uh, yeah. He, he did well, so... Um, but, yeah, he's, he's, he's filling in, so... For I actually think we're, we're heading towards something that my dad always likes to talk about, where he, you sort of know what the team's going to be on Saturday. I feel like I can kind of predict the team on mm. Saturday. I might actually get it right. We're, we haven't felt like that for, for weeks, months, actually, sorry. So, yeah, it, it is nice to get it. very unusual for Potter. I mean, even Brighton fans, um, I used to listen to an FBL podcast with a Brighton fan, and he would always, like, moan that, you know, you can't pick any Brighton players for, you know, for fantasy football because, you know, they're always getting rotated. So... I think this is new ground for Potter having a settled team as well. So, I I I have a sneaky suspicion there will be a player potentially playing on Saturday that you just you'll see the lineup and you'll be like, why is Pulisic starting? Or no, I mean, no. where the heck's <laughs> if I, I see Pulisic still... or Ziyech, there's no there's no uh... <laughs> no, there's no Ziyech. No, no, yeah, it, it, that's what I said. There's no there'll be a massive surprise. Whether the, the, there's no secret that. We've played the last three games with Hakim Ziyech getting zero minutes and we've had three wins in a row. <laughs> like yeah, There is no it. secret. He might he might throw out like a Madueke start or something like that, but I can't see him. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. He still needs to... He's still got that's, a massive squad. That's fine, though. That's, well, I don't mind that, but yeah, no pillar situation yet. They haven't earned a start in any, any shape or form, have they? So, no. We'll see. Time for the uh, quiz. Right, go for it, Brady. What have you got for us? Ooh, quiz this week. Very tough. Oh, I like to like to test you boys' uh, brain cells. Anyway, uh, name the seven players because I got I got called out last time. The Leeds player because it's actually ten, and you're calling me out for the number. So I got. The, oh, I've, I've got one that you didn't have on I your got, list. Uh, well, all right, I got the specific number this time, so there's no holes in the quiz this week. So, name seven players in the Prem era who have played for both Chelsea and Everton. This includes loans. Includes loans. Ross Barkley. Ding. Yeah. Move from Everton to Chelsea. That's one. We might just get, we might just get some official sounds soon. Yeah. <laughs> There's one player who's like, come on, it's ob- it's a really obvious one. He's still play- <laughs> he's in he's in Milan he's in he's in Milan at the moment. Oh, Lukaku. Lukaku. Yeah. Mm. There's a player who was in the Barcelona lineup. Eto. Samuel Eto is. Ding. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't even remember him playing for yeah, it's, it's, He actually uh, moved from Chelsea to Everton. Yeah, correct. <laughs> no, you three left, boys. You're nearly out. halfway there. Four left. A three gone for four, four left. You're nearly halfway. But the rest of these old players? Uh, ones, two are quite modern. Two are really, yeah. There's two old school, two more modern. I'm, I'm really trying to find the old school ones. Oh, is Mark Hughes one of them? Oh, ding! 
Wow, that oh, is well. that is impressive. That was probably the hardest one, or maybe one of the Easy. hardest. Well done, Mark Hughes. Played, for, I think he played three games for Everton or something like that. Three left, boys. You nearly there. One's a goalkeeper. I just think it might be. Wrong. I was, I was thinking goalkeeper for some reason. Right, I was like Pedicini, but I was like, I'll give you the positions: goalkeeper, centre back, striker. So the old school ones are striker, and the new, the, the newer ones are a centre back and a goalkeeper. Both. Both of those, the centre-back and the goalkeeper, still play now. Pretty famous players. One particularly, one like very prominent, like famous Chelsea player. You want a clue? Yeah, yeah. give us a clue for the modern ones. Us, can it do, yeah, maybe nationality or something. Well, uh, for the centre-back, his initials are KZ. Come on. It's not Zerkov, is it? Centre back. Oh, centre back. KZ. KZ. Not Jay Z, but KZ. Z, like Z being the centre back's Z, name. Z, like, you know, Z, the end of the alphabet. Oh, no. Who's, what am I thinking of? I, Champions League winner for Chelsea before he left. Played under Tuchel, rotated. Z. I've got, I can't believe this. He is played good. for West Ham. Oh, it's Kurt, Kurt Zuma. Kurt, Kurt oh, Zuma. Kurt Zuma. Come on, lads. That was terrible. You know, this, is, he got, he got, this was loan, right? He loaned him to... Like, yeah, I, you you I, shouldn't I, have included I, loans. It's like, I, I, I've just I remembered now that he's, he loaned him. But like, come on. Obviously, when you said the Z, that's embarrassing it took us that long, really. But yeah. um, the goalkeeper is... Is it Schwarzer again? No. That was last week, mate. Yeah, yes. I know. Yeah, I know he was on the last week's one, but he's played for so many clubs, Schwarzer. Is it like Bosnich? He, he plays for Everton now. He's a veteran goalkeeper. I think he's had. He's been about twelve clubs. He's he's um he's not English. We even had that many goalkeepers. He was a backup goalkeeper. Because we sort of kept the same ones for ages. He's like, no, we, oh, oh, is it, is it um the, the Argentinian guy? No. no, Caballero. No, good guess though. He's yeah. 35. Really same profile player. Very similar. Like, second the, choice goalkeeper. Need the initials again. Initials again. AB. He's from Bosnia. I'll say like Baletti or Balotti or something. No, from Serbia. I, I don't know this, I don't think. I mean, I, I'm going to know it when you say his name, but I just can't. Yeah, what is it? What is it? What is it? I'll give you that one. Asmir Begovic. Oh, oh yeah. Asmir Begovic. Cool. The last one. Let's get him up here. He's a bit of a favourite of mine because... Uh... Paul Furlong. Yeah, sit, sit, very similar era. Mark Steen. Keep going. God. Uh, John Spencer. John Spencer. Ding! Man. And they've got seven after a bit of help. John Spencer. He uh, he went on Everton on loan, and then he played for Everton for, uh, in 1998 to 1999, and for three appearances. Well done, boys! That was very difficult. Well done. Yeah, That's I mean, it. it was a hard one. You got to be impressed with the Mark Hughes get. I thought I was. Oh good. yeah, very good. It was, it was, I always give you. I don't give you the easy quizzes, boys. So yeah, that was a tough one. So uh, yeah, good going, good going. Nice, that was good. That was fun. Yeah, no, that was one of your better ones. I like that one. I'll, I'll, I'll take that and uh, take that into next week. Lots of editing for you to do, Chris, in that one actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. Let's let's finish with some pr- score predictions for Saturday's game. Um, Brady, go first. 
Chelsea three Everton nil. Wow, not hanging around. I'll tell you what, mate. I've I've turned. Across, I mean, I've, I don't know, Graham. I've gone one eighty on him. I just can see us just beating them. They're very poor away, and yeah, I just think there'll be a, a big atmosphere. It's a really important game to take international break three nil. I'm going Chelsea four Everton nil. <laughs> My goodness, they're going up. I'll tell you what, up the optimism's back. It's like the pre full of optimism here. <laughs> I'll go two nil Chelsea. It's well, no, Everton not scoring a goal. We haven't got a goal between us. We're not conceding. I mean, I mean it is dry, it's but Neil and Gray. You hope we can keep a clean sheet. Mm. No, we yeah. have the... Well, it was the second best defensive record in the league. It's gone to, like, fourth because... Um, I mean, boys, and the best news of all, we are in positive goal difference. Hey, that one. Plus one. Let's Plus go. one, baby. Plus only, one for the season. The only way is up. From one. Um, great stuff um, that's all we've got time for today um, regardless of the result we will be back next week um, for more updates on all things the SCR you can follow us on Twitter at Eat Sleep Chelsea and Instagram at Eat Sleep Chelsea Repeat as always we hope you're carefree wherever you may be and thanks for listening